Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm grateful that we have two poem submissions for today, so I will read an excerpt from each. The first piece is from Salomon, and Salomon Jones's poem is entitled Haiku's Dark Side. Change has come, and now I began to rise with wisdom, glory, truth, and light. Now I know what it's like to shed skin like a snake in the night. Time passes through like a hurricane on a bad day. The storm from within calling me daily, wishing I could turn the sounds off like a light switch, looking for peace all around, only to find trauma at every corner, flooding in like unwanted pain on a good day seeing pictures plastered on the walls of my mind. Pain is all I knew and love was all I wanted. Anger has unwillingly took a front seat in my life, my inner child crying out for help. Oh, how I want to put her to rest, wanting a place to truly call home. Yes, thank you so much, Salomon, for your peace. And I appreciate that reality of being bombarded with the images of the past, feeling that anger, and at the same time, not wanting to be stuck in it, feeling the cries of that inner child, and wanting your homecoming, wanting to really be at home within yourself, to be healed and to be whole. And our second piece comes from Jasmine Lynette. And Jasmine's piece is entitled, My Poem Back Home to Myself. As I look in the mirror, I see this beautiful woman who learned to turn her pain into purpose, tears into triumph, sadness into success. I am not my adversity or my trauma. In every situation, I choose to see God. Underneath this core of myself, the 4C hair, the chocolate brown skin, is a beautiful soul. My stress mark resemble that I'm a warrior. My muffin top resemble how God provides. With a radiant smile filled with compassion, a soul that emanates the aura of God, a spirit of optimism, counsel, might, and knowledge, a passion for serving others, stands a woman unapologetically in love with her true essence. As I come back home to myself, I inhale God's glory, exhale everything that doesn't serve me. I set myself boundaries. I release people-pleasing, self-sabotage, and self-betrayal. I learn to say no 
so that I can say yes to myself. I walk in my feminine energy, accepting love, light, and healing. I walk in the shoes of peace. Whatever I do succeeds. I'm patient with myself and others. I'm present, attuned, attentive, and responsive. I'm grateful, I'm healed, I'm delivered. I'm breaking limitations and chains. I no longer assume. I learn not to take things personal and I do my best every day, allowing myself to unlearn and relearn. Back home is where I find out who I am, a creation made from God's plan. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I appreciate your poem and talking about this growth journey of really tuning into our true identity, who we are at our core, and continuing in this process, as you mentioned, daily. It's a daily act, this homecoming, this journeying back to ourselves. And I am so appreciative of you all already since I announced the book last week. Many of you have already pre-ordered it. The book that is based on this podcast, Homecoming, Overcome Fear and Trauma to Reclaim Your Whole Authentic Self. I mentioned that it is in major U.S. bookstores, and for those outside of the U.S., I found out that the website bookdepository.com ships to many countries outside of the U.S. So you can check bookdepository.com to see if they ship to your country. If they do, wonderful, please order. If they don't, we will continue to work on that so that all of our homecoming Uh, community members and co-journers will be able to eventually access the book. And I should also mention there's an audio book as well for those who would rather listen to it than read it, or some of you may want both. So in alignment with both of our poets on today, we're going to talk about breaking cycles, breaking cycles. And many of us can get frustrated with ourselves disappointed with ourselves, when we see ourselves repeating patterns, when we see ourselves going back to our old ways, our old scripts, our old mindset. And this can be really a part of the homecoming journey. It's also a part of a therapeutic process uh, that it is not a linear line. When we think about it, it's not a linear process when we think about healing, but it can be cyclical. And so we advance some, and then there may be various moments where we feel like we have a setback, or you may feel like maybe I'm not as far as I want it to be, or how did I land back in this kind of pit, or in this pattern, or in this relationship, or in this mindset. And so I invite you on today to give yourself grace and compassion for the ways that you have made progress in your journey of authentic living, and also to give yourself grace, compassion, and patience for the ways in which you have felt stuck or repetitive or redundant or feeling a return to old cycles and old patterns. 
And it really is important for us to be gracious with ourselves and understanding that for many of us, those patterns were locked in, baked in for years. For some of you throughout your adult life, for some of you since childhood, or for some of you it may be that you went into this pattern as an adult, but since a particular event or season occurred, that it's been very hard to break out of it. And so we give ourselves lots of compassion, knowing that when we are harsh, judgmental, perfectionistic, it only creates more stress and distress, which uh, creates additional barriers for the shifting. And so we affirm on today, I am imperfect and I am growing. I am imperfect and I am growing. We affirm on today that I see my growth even when I make mistakes. I see my growth even when I make mistakes. And so on this aspect of the journey, it's important to be able to hold the duality, to hold the reality that growth and setbacks can, uh, can co-occur, right? So I can be healing, growing, evolving in meaningful ways and still be alert, be aware of some of the patterns that I find myself repeating, yes? So one does not erase the other. I think sometimes what happens when we have a setback or when we go back to old ways, then we can feel like everything is back to ground zero, that it was all a waste, that I didn't learn anything, that I'm not healing at all, that I'm not growing at all. And so we want to push back on that myth push back on that lie, push back on that falsehood to say, even with my mistakes, I can see my growth, that I recognize, one, whatever time I spent not in that pattern or cycle, I want to honor that and not erase that. I want to recognize that. And I also want to recognize any differences or distinctions in the ways I handle my setbacks, where before you may have been in denial, but now you see it for what it is and you tell yourself the truth, right? Before you may have gone into justifying, over-explaining, trying to excuse it, but instead you are in a season where you can say, you know, I did not honor my commitment to myself. And I recognize that not to get stuck and beating myself up, but to be willing to give myself the gift of courageous honesty, the gift of healing authenticity means I recognize when I'm in a pit, even when I re-enter the pit uh, myself, I can recognize, oh, I'm back here again. Okay. And so I shift the ways I I think about my setbacks in terms of acknowledging them. And I also can grow and shift in how long I stay in it, right? And so whereas before, it may be that that was a perpetual way of living, a perpetual way of thinking, a perpetual way of relating. And now you can say, okay, I went back into that pattern. Yes, 
in what I said or the way I thought about myself, how I treated myself, uh, the habits or behaviors I engaged in. And I am not going to stay in this. I am not going to get comfortable in the pit. I am setting my intention uh, to once again begin the process now with more wisdom and experience to come out of this. And so as you think about breaking these old patterns, these mental scripts, these behavioral scripts and habits that often uh, we are tied into, I invite you to reflect on uh, what are some of the triggers that lead you back down that path. So you want to reflect on when right before I went back into that, what was happening around me and in me. So sometimes we find ourselves going back to old patterns when we are around old people, old friends, old relationships. Sometimes we find ourselves going into old patterns when we're having to go into a new environment where we feel anxious or insecure. Sometimes we find ourselves going back into old patterns at certain times of day. So late at night or early in the morning or on the weekends, you may find yourself going back to old patterns when you're around certain people or when you are lonely and by yourself. And so begin to examine and reflect what are the cues uh, that lead you back down that path, that signal you turning uh, down the road that you don't want to go in. And so it's important that I recognize those cues both externally and internally. And so those become, in a lot of ways, uh, my warning signs and things for me to prepare for or to make new decisions about. Because if I go into that environment, and that usually leads me into doing things I don't want to do or thinking in ways I don't want to think, then I want to buffer myself, protect myself, prepare myself in a particular way, in an intentional way before I'm around those people or before I go into those places. Or I may want to decide I don't need to be around them. I don't need to go there that it does not work for me, yes? And so start to identify what those uh, cues are that often take you back to your old ways. Then you want to consider what are the needs or the desires that get fulfilled by you going into that old mindset or that old pattern. It does something for us, right? We don't repeat things that have no reward, even if the reward is temporary. So you wanna get a sense of what is the need or desire that this feeds for me, right? So if it is self-harm, we may want to think about, is there a way that I am punishing myself uh, in order to give myself a sense of control, right? That I believe um, that if I can, quote unquote, punish myself in this way, then it will ensure that I won't do this again, right? Or it may feed the need where I believe I am deserving of punishment and bad treatment. So it actually feels right to me. Uh, it may feel familiar to me. It may affirm the false beliefs I have about myself. And so we may find ourselves gravitating 
toward negative circumstances because they feed into the ideas that we have been taught about who we are and about what we deserve. And so for some, it is about control. For some, it's about familiarity. For some, it is about numbing out that we feel so overwhelmed, so distressed that you may turn to this unhealthy habit as a way of checking out or this thought pattern or these relationships as a distraction or a form of numbing. Uh, Sometimes we can turn to negative patterns or unhealthy patterns as a confidence boost, right? So if you uh, continue to entertain people that you are not actually interested in, but when you're around them, it just makes you feel good about yourself, then you are feeding your ego at the cost of other people, right? At the cost of their emotional life. So what are the reasons I am doing what am I, what I am doing? What am I gaining out of that? And we want to be radically honest with ourselves about that. And so to take breath, to release defensiveness, and to look at ourselves and honor ourselves with honesty, right? About what do I gain or what is it I'm I'm seeking as I return to this old cycle or pattern? I want to acknowledge as well that for some people, the return to the old patterns is because you have not learned new patterns, Right. So you may have an idea of your in your mind. I want to be different, but you have not really been taught how to be different. So for some of us, the patterns we engage in are the patterns you may have seen adults living out of when you were growing up. So it may be what's modeled for you and you don't really know how to be different. And so it's going to be uh, important to develop those skills And those skills of living differently, you can work on those skills in therapy. You can read about those skills in books that are specific to what your particular pattern is. Uh, You can learn about different skills by engaging in conversation with people who you see uh, living differently, acting differently, relating differently, you know, to be able to foster uh, the kind of friendships where we can ask people questions about their journey and uh, what it's like for them. And if they get anxious or insecure, how do they keep from going down this road and what do they do instead? And so uh, your social support can be a place of learning. Books and podcasts, of course, here you are, can be a place of learning, as well as the first one I mentioned uh, in therapy, working on those skills and learning the lessons that some people received earlier, but based in your life experience, it may be some aspects of living, of uh, relating, of care that you were never really exposed to in a concrete and detailed way. And so a way that helps me, that empowers me to break cycles is to not expect it to be instant, but to recognize it's a learning process. And so putting myself in a position to be able to learn 
and to be able to grow in that way. And then I want to be honest with myself about what have been the costs of this pattern, right? I mentioned initially, what is it you are trying to gain or what do you gain from engaging in that pattern or mindset or habit? But we also want to start to count the cost, right? When I have done this before, when I have thought like this before, when I have silenced myself before, when I have engaged in relationships like this before, what did it cost me, right? Did it cost me time? Did it cost me self-respect? Did it cost me my sense of who I am, my identity? Did it cost me healthy opportunities because I was so tangled up and tied up in my mind or in these various patterns, habits, or relationships that I could not even avail myself of open doors and opportunities because I was too distracted and disconnected, right? Disconnected from me and tied up in things that are not me. And so as I reflect on what it has cost me It is not to then surrender to a place of despair, but really as a motivation of that was my past and what is the kind of life, the quality of life that I am trying to give myself in the present? What is the way in which I want to honor myself? And so what decisions, what thoughts, What relationships, what habits do I need to choose in this season in order to give myself the gift of not repeating those losses, right? And recognizing the gains when I have continued forward in my path of homecoming, what have I gained from that? How does it serve me? Yes. So all of our choices can be of service to us or disservice. And so as I begin to look at where I am, is this serving me? Okay, continue. If I have walked down this path or I've re-entered this pit, as soon as I discover, as soon as I recall, as soon as I remember, this does not serve me. I give myself permission to mobilize and to evacuate, to exit the pit. Yes, to dig my way out, to claw my way out, to call for help so that I can get out. As soon as I check in with myself and say, ah, here I am again, this doesn't serve me. I'm not staying in this, yes? And so then I can break that chain, break that cycle and begin to step forward. And then it is going to really be important to Give yourself the grace and space to pick those things that are affirming. I think many times in our healing, we can be so focused on what we don't want to be and so focused on the traps and the patterns and the cycles and the toxicity that we can make those things the center of our lives. And so I want you in this space to make a decision to not invest all of your energy 
into focusing on the pits you're trying to avoid and instead begin to focus on the life you are trying to cultivate, the self that you are trying to nourish, the inner child that you are trying to assure, the seeds within you that you are trying to build into a harvest. And so I consider not the life I am running from only, but the life I am running toward, the life I am embracing now, the me that I am embracing now, that the way I define myself is not just about mistakes or errors or pits or traps or shortcomings, but what are the things about yourself that you want to affirm in this moment that you want to recognize as the core, as our poets were speaking about in terms of our spirits and our identity. And both of our poets on today use this beautiful word, glory. And I wonder if you can begin to imagine your glorious life, right? That my glorious life is not a perfect life, but it is a life where I have some joy, where I have some peace, where I have a sense of myself, and that I also have grace, that when I fall down, I do not have to spend all of my life rehearsing the fall, but for me to affirm the rising. And so on today, as you come home to yourself, I invite you to learn from the past to ground yourself and nourish yourself in the present and to get the picture in your mind of your glorious, authentic life, not as some faraway, impossible character that you feel you can never be, but what it would mean for you as you are with your personality, with your past, with your interest, with all of our various edges to be able to still picture yourself living a glorious life. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Welcome home.